Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, and you are listening to Money Making Conversations. So, welcome. Each Money Making Conversation talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the com- consumer, that's you, and business owner, that's you, access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For some, it's a sizable paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and live their dreams and their passions and value their gifts. That's what I'm all about. I want you to stop tripping over these small challenges because there are a lot bigger obstacles waiting out there. Just walk through them. Don't just bunny hop over them and go on about your business. The Money Making Conversation interviews provide relatable information to the listener about career and financial planning, entrepreneurship, motivation, leadership, overcoming the odds, and how to live a balanced life. My next guest began her professional career working in education and nonprofits. Education and nonprofits. When she started trading stocks nine years ago, she initially saw it as an opportunity to simply supplement her income. I like the word supplement her income. However, she was so successful with with this side hustle. I, I love how it started. Nonprofit, then it became supplemental income, then it became a side hustle. Then in 2017, she decided to quit her job. So we beyond the side hustle now. Travel the world and begin trading stock full time. Investing, invest with Terry. Provides education and coaching on how to invest in the stock market. Please welcome the money making conversation, Terry E. Gioma. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> First of all, I just got to go back to that intro. You know, education and nonprofit. Then it became, you know, just a simple way to supplement my income. Then it became a side hustle. And then you decided just to quit. Okay, walk us through all those steps because that's a journey <laughs> that allows us to talk about what you're doing today with Invest with Terry. It was. It was a journey. And you know what I would say? I think it was actually a mindset journey Mm -hmm. because I learned about investing in high school and I learned about it like the year that Google IPO'd. So if you can just imagine me learning about stocks and then Google IPOing at $83 and what it would have done for me if I had invested back then. But nobody in my family knew anything about stocks. Right. So we, I knew it was a good thing, but I, I didn't know how to do it. And mm. so going into college, I went to MIT and, and studied on Wall Street because I'm still interested in what is this whole stock thing. Okay. So in hold on, Terry, Terry, on, Terry, 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 hold on now. You oh. just blew past <laughs> MIT like that's, you know, a junior college. I went to MIT. Okay, now, so what you're not going to do on my show, Terry, is come on my show and, and act like uh, I can't hear success. I can't hear significant things when they're said to me. You you keep talking, but I'm going to interrupt you if you say anything else like that and not slow down. <laughs> you know, you're supposed to win. And I went to MIT. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm kind of smart. That's mm-hmm. right. No, I'm just <laughs> Um, but yes, so I, I went to MIT and they kind of funneled us into two paths. You either go to Wall Street or you do consulting because, you know, they think, okay, use that mind to problem solve. Right. And so I went to Wall Street and I, again, I was exposed to this whole world of investing, but this is the mindset part. 
in my mind, because where I had grown up, like I didn't grow up with money. I had always associated people on Wall Street with like, you know, arrogantness. Um, mm-hmm. They're just not good. This, this is not a good industry. Right. So even though I had this great opportunity, I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go into consulting. And then one of my clients was education. So I went into this whole education route because I felt like, well, that's where the, the heroes are. Right. That's what I had seen. The heroes are in education. Mm-hmm. The heroes are in ministry. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of our communities, like we have that mindset. There's like this aversion to big money. Right. But well, it's an aversion to big money or not, uh, not realizing that a lot of people are living successful lives doing this, you know, because we, we, we see the, we see, you know, the Warren Buffett's and the Bill Gates and all these people out there. They're our new celebrities now where previously we're just athletes and just entertainers. But now the tech world has created this whole world of just celebrities in the stock world. And so it, uh, to, to me, it, it always felt like it was like they were there, but it seemed like they were ghosts. They were unattainable because of yeah, the, the knowledge. You, you feel me? Because of the fact that that's yeah. how that's how we deny ourselves on a lot of opportunities because we feel I can't do that. That's not me. I can't live in that neighborhood or I'd never live in that neighborhood or I'll never be associated with those type of people. And that's what you were saying earlier. You were talking about the mindset. Yes. Yes. And and, I, and we do that so much, even with investing. So I have a school now um, and I know we're fast forwarding. I'm jumping, but you, I have you, a jump, past now the, you, you jump past the quit your job. <laughs> you jump past the side hustle. You jump. You jump past the travel the world. I don't know. Are you trying to take over my interview? No, uh, it's some steps. No, I need, no, I need okay, to be we'll told back. here. Okay, let's go back to side hustle. We'll come back. Mm. Okay, <laughs> so we'll go to, uh, yes, okay, we, I have so much I want to tell you, but it's exciting. <laughs> but, um, but, so yes, what happened was I had this knowledge from Wall Street, but mm-hmm. I went into education route for about 10 years. But mm-hmm. because I still knew how to invest, I started using it as a side hustle to supplement my income. Correct. And the big thing for me was, I didn't need a lot because as an educator, my salary wasn't that big. So mm-hmm. for me to even replace my whole salary was just $300 a day. Right. Right. So, yeah. So when I decided that I'm actually going to, I'm not happy here. Like I got really stressed out. I wasn't having a good time in my job and I needed an exit strategy. Mm-hmm. When I decided that, you know what, I need to leave. It was really just, okay, what is my freedom number? Well, my freedom number is just $300 a day. If I could just make $300 a day, I'll be good. Mm-hmm. And I started learning how to do that with stocks. Mm-hmm. And I worked myself up. At first it was, okay, let me just be positive. Then it was, okay, let me make $100 a day, 200 And then when I started hitting that $300, I was like, oh, I'm out of here. I, you know, I started walking a little different. Like, I wish y'all would say something crazy to me today because I can leave. <laughs> Hey, hey Terry, Terry, how's that? How's that? How's that walking a little different look? Did, did people notice you were walking different in the break room oh, with different sets of food and everything? They did. <laughs> they did. And you know what's crazy is I think my bosses could tell that I was walking different. I uh-huh. even had a meeting one time and it was like four of my bosses. I don't know why I had so many bosses in education, but it was I, it was crazy. And they even asked me in a meeting, like, are you thinking about leaving? Mm-hmm. And like the whole, like their whole demeanor towards me changed. All right. of a sudden, they started trying to like hold me down Isn't that crazy? and restrict me. Isn't that really crazy yeah. how people will not uplift you when they see you can do better? You know, but they'll yeah. tell you, but they they cool with you as long as they feel that you they're equal. 
But when they see you in a position to do better, then they want to hold you back uh, or contradict you or question your motives as to why you're still at this job. And start dampening yeah. your or start, you know, start damaging your reputation. It's really sad what people will do. I remember when I quit IBM, I thought I was the, the greatest employee ever at IBM. I really did. I thought I thought when I left, IBM was shut down. I thought I was that great. <laughs> when I told my supervisor that I was resigning to go tell, do stand up comedy, he said, wait right here. He went and got security. What did he do? He went and got what? security. Walked me out. Uh, don't go, don't go near your desk. Don't go near your desk. Uh, we, we, we'll what? send you your stuff because that's how life is. That's why I'll tell people, follow your dreams, follow you because what you may think there is, and there's nothing negative. All companies do that. I do that to my company. You got to protect your secrets. You, you just can't have an employee who doesn't have respect for what you're doing. Just walk around the office and just start picking up stuff because they might pick up the wrong thing or it might take a take something with you that you probably need and have to bring them back in and ask for it. So so I yeah. know exactly what you were talking about. And when I tell that story, it's just a story I got to tell to everybody to know that, you know, your value can be perceived based on what they need from you. That's anybody. Yeah. And, yeah. And so you and start you doing better. Okay. Now, these four people staring at you talking about. Mm hmm. Yep. And I wanted to actually go take an investing class like it during while I was assistant principal. I was still doing my job like they couldn't even deny that. Like, yes, you're meeting all the objectives on your resume. Mm -hmm. But when I asked them, can I just take off a few days to go take this investing class? Do you know, one of the bosses came to my office and he said, look, Terry, I just need to let you know if you go and take that class, they will fire you. And I was like, what? Because. You would think like being able to invest, that's problem solving. That's being able to make quick decisions. Like these are skill sets that I could be helping my company by just building these skill sets. But no, they they were threatened by it. Right. Which was really, really sad. Right. Because of the fact that you were engaging in an opportunity that they couldn't participate in. And what we're saying is, believe me, they're good people that she's talking about. But they are just caught up in their, their dreams. You can't let their dreams become your dreams. And that's what was happening in your life. You uh, you had a mindset that, you know, you couldn't do the Wall Street thing. So you settled back. But you were always above them. You were always above them, Terry. And a lot of people don't understand that, that, you know, you can walk a lifestyle, but it cannot be your lifestyle if you're not 100 percent committed. And after that, well, that's what started to happen. You know, you're going, you know, so I can do better. And then when people start seeing you do better, they start questioning your commitment. Yes, yes. And, and you know what's crazy? Go ahead. Now, I'm about to say, then that's when we had to exit right there. That's when we started traveling the world, yeah. and beginning full-time <laughs> investment. And Terry becomes education and coaching on how to invest in the stock market. I'm fast-forwarding you now. You know, I'm moving you forward now because we, we, okay. we got okay. the reality of what I needed the people on my show to hear is that you got to change your mindset. You got to believe in yourself. And when you start believing in yourself, people will question you or challenge your motivation for change, personal change. You got to look yes. past that, those challenges and stick with your plan. And then she went, you know, some I'm making three hundred dollars a day. That's what I make here walking around with these four people staring at me every day. I'm just going to take my little yeah. my little 300 plus because she she's a little bit above the 300 day because she hung in there as long as she could. That's what I did. I, I told jokes as long as I could at IBM. Then I realized, you know, something. 
I can't do this no more. I got to go live my dreams. So where did you go first when you started traveling the world, Terry? So I quit and then I went to South Korea. <laughs> then I went to Thailand, then Vietnam. And I stayed in all these places like a month at a time. Just living my best life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is wonderful. So, so Terry, tell us what you're involved in right now. So now I have a course that teaches people how to trade, and our goal is to help 1,000 people to make $1,000 in a day. So we call it the Million Dollars a Day campaign because we're just thinking if we teach 1,000 people to make $1,000 in a day, that's a million dollars a day. And then that's in our communities. Like what kind of impact could we have if we're generating a million dollars a day? Like we could change so many things from the school system to healthcare to Mental health, like so many things could be impacted by us learning how to generate our own income. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're doing right now in our trade and travel program. Okay. When you say the word us, I'm just talking to you. Who is us? Well, me, but I think of all the people that like all of my students as right. my family. Okay. So I'm thinking us. Like we have over, we, I have over <laughs> 1,100 students now mm -hmm. and they're, they're everywhere. They're doctors, lawyers, mm -hmm. principals. Mm -hmm. And so I'm teaching them how to make a thousand dollars in a day. And they're doing it like they are killing the game. Like even right now with the market falling 28 percent, they're making money. Like literally they're sending me text messages even today. That's like, Terry, in the first 30 minutes of the market, I made my two thousand. I'm done for the week. I'm <laughs> like they are they are killing the game. So that's what that's what I'm working on right now. Just changing the narrative by helping us generate income for ourselves. OK, how do I, Rashawn McDowell, because I'm going to tell you something. I can never have enough money. You know what I'm saying? I need. I, I, how does Rashawn McDonald or somebody like Rashawn McDonald or somebody not like Rashawn McDonald get involved with your program? Because it tells me here you have four main topics, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So the, so in my program, it's in trade and travel. There's four big areas. The first one is you got to learn how to pick good companies. And like, that's crucial. What I see a lot of people doing is they say, well, I don't have a lot of money, so I'm going to go pick a penny stock. That is the worst thing you can ever do. If you're really wanting to make good income, you have to pick value companies that are healthy, that you know will be around for a while. So like, we really, really want to go with healthy companies. Then we go into risk management. Mm -hmm. Like one of when I've been trading for a long time now, but in my first six years, I would make a little bit and then lose a lot and then make a little bit. So you can't you can't be successful like that. You have to have some type of risk management plan to protect yourself from losing. Mm -hmm. And there's so many ways to do that. We just don't know. No one's taught us. Like there's order types, like stop loss orders, and there's ways to calculate your quantity size. Like sometimes we get so we think that our our trade is going to make us rich tomorrow. So we just buy all the shares and then it's like, wait, it didn't work out. Now I'm broke. Right. <laughs> that's, right. All, that's part of risk management. Mm -hmm. So we teach risk management. And then the next thing I teach is in charting. So in order to figure out the best time to get in or out of a stock, you have to learn how to read a chart. That's another thing that I see novice investors like skipping. So they'll find a company they like and then they'll get in at any price. But then they realize that, oh, man, I just got in at the highs and now it's going against me and I'm losing money. Knowing what price to get into a stock is, is determined by reading charts. So I teach people how to read a stock chart. And then we go into a trading plan because in order to have consistency, you need a consistent plan. Like every time I take a trade, I do seven steps. And that's what I teach. I teach my seven step strategy. 
Like, if you do those seven steps every time, you can get consistency. Like, that's how I made it $300 a day. That's how I've now grown to, oh, well, I have grown over $100,000 in a day. But I grew to $1,000 in a day and then continued. Now, um, one thing I, I hear, because say Rashawn McDonald wants to jump in. I can't jump in with a part-time mentality. This has to be a commitment, correct? It does. Now, let me let me make one correction, though. Some people feel like I'm just going to be staring in front of a screen and it takes all day. It does not take all day. Like, you can trade within two to four hours a day. Like, you don't need all day to make your money. Right. Um, and and the, what makes that less time is a chart. When you learn how to read the charts, it takes less time. But, yes, it should be something that you're committed to. You don't want to have, like, one foot in and one foot out. Right. If you really want to make I'm talking money, about. you got to be able to, yeah. And I'm, I'm, you, you, be, you know what I'm saying is that, is that, okay, the worst part about a person like me or a person who hears your story, oh, I want to make $1,000 a day. Okay. Okay. Now, there's homework. Like you said, there are steps. You got to learn how to read the charts. So, you can't come back yeah. screaming at Terry going, it didn't work for me. Okay. What kind of work did you put in, though? Did you think this was just going to be because a lot of people want to have that lottery mentality. They want to put they pick their numbers and win. And I always tell people all the time, people who win the lottery, they put a lottery a lot. They don't just walk in there on the day the numbers high and everybody's standing in line to get it. These people play all the time. And so it's the same thing with stock. You have to be committed all the time. Now, how much time you give it is up to you, but you still have to be consistent with it. And that's the story you're telling on my show today, correct? Yes. It's like learning a new language. You don't just all of a sudden become fluent. Like, no, you got to learn the alphabet. You have to learn sentences, practice. It Mm -hmm. takes time and practice, and then you become fluent. It's just the same way. Learning to trade, I compare it to like learning a new language. Right. And then once you know the language, you don't have to use it all the time. You can pick and choose when you decide to trade. But at least you know the skill set. And you can have that forever, which is nice. Which is really funny. I really love the fact that uh, when I'm talking to you, there's an energy in your voice, which means there you're still enthused about providing this information to people and making them successful. That's really that's the is that I the education am. is that the education part of you that's still hanging in there? You know, it, you're right. Like sometimes be, being an entrepreneur in general can be kind of draining. Like we all know, like it takes a lot, a lot of effort, a lot of energy to be able to just provide any service. But I just get excited by my students. Like waking up today, knowing that they can provide for their families even during layoffs and and coronavirus time because they have this skill set. Mm-hmm. Or they're not worried and like they don't feel helpless when the market falls because they know how to control their money. Like knowing that that kind of life changing like transformations are happening gets me excited. I still I still love what I do. Well, I can tell in your voice and that's important that I make that translation obvious to everybody who's listening is that you really want to be in people who who will give you information and they have passion tied to it and they have love tied to it and they have enthusiasm because there's a lot of people out there. They'll give you information, but it's just a job to them. It's just a job. Mm-hmm. They just they, they want you to invest in their idea and then they want to get that little money that you, that you use to invest in their idea. And that's it. And I hear a certain a certain youthfulness in being able to say, you know, something, you can be me and that and it's not impossible. See, I know I can't be Warren Buffett. 
I know I can't do that person. He's so far ahead of the food chain. It's ridiculous. But I can be Terry E.G. Homer. Yes, you can. You can. And I want you to. Like, that's the key. Like, I want other people to be like me. I want you to be able to have freedom, even if you don't want to quit your job. But at least you have some money on the side that, you know, no one else can control. You know, if you don't want to travel, that's cool. But, you know, you could if you wanted to. Like, you can pay off your student loans. I've paid off my student loans. I've paid off my mortgage. Like, all these things. Like, that kind of reality and freedom you can get from trading stocks. And I think that's the key. I want to just change the narrative. So many people think it's just like a long term, wait till I retire. But no, you could use the money right now to do whatever you want to do. Okay, before we, I, I know the interview is going to come to an end. I, I want you to go over this webinar series called Power One Million. And you're currently hosting a thousand dollars in a day campaign and those four main parts again. And also how they can be a part of it. Sure. So first, if anybody wants to learn how I make $1,000 in a day, the best website is itradeandtravel.com. So that's itradeandtravel.com. And there's a free webinar there. You can learn like my four key points that I talked about today. So go to itradeandtravel.com and check out the webinar. But the campaign, the million dollars a day campaign is we're teaching a thousand people to make a thousand dollars in a day. And there's three ways you can get involved. Like one, join my course and learn for yourself so that you're one of the thousand. Right. <laughs> so learn how to make your own money. Mm-hmm. And and the key is how much money you make will be determined by how much you're investing. So I don't want everyone to think like, well, I'm going to start with $500 and then just make um, a thousand because like my goal actually is for you to make 1% of your cash amount a day. So mm-hmm. even if that's you're investing with $2,000 and you make $20 a day, that's still good money. That's a hundred extra dollars a week. Mm-hmm. That's $400 a, a month. That's mm-hmm. 20% return, which is better than the market. Right. Right. So we're taking, we're doing small, small chunks, small attainable goals. So like, that's our goal. So first you can join the course. You can learn how to make your money work for you yourself. The second thing you could do to be part of the million dollars a day is tell someone else. So if maybe you don't want to invest, but you know your son does or your nephew or someone, that, like women, I'm of course, I'm a woman, so I'm always going to be advocating your, your wife, your sister, your daughter, your aunt. <laughs> um, like make sure that like you can also buy the course for them so they can learn how to trade. And then the last thing is sponsor a student. So one of the things that I absolutely love about my course is that any age group can take it. It's either like I have people in retirement getting ready to retire. They're learning to trade so that they can retire. I have people in their like 30s to 40s. They're like me with the side hustle, just want to do something different. But they have some savings in their account. Or you could go to the, co- the high school and college. Remember, I was in high school when I first learned. And I just, I, I wish that someone knew how to do it back then. So sponsor someone. Mm-hmm. So those are some ways you can get involved with the million dollar a day. Well, you know, the thing about it is that um, I, you know, 2000, I, I invested into stock. I, you know, I was I, and I went with the theory of go where you shop. And I went to home. I shopped at Home Depot. I shopped at uh, I bought Microsoft. I bought Intel. You know, I bought um you know, uh, AOL at the time. We all know that wasn't a good buy, but <laughs> I did buy. <laughs> but the other ones you did were uh, pretty good. We were so pretty fun. good. You know, okay. I, was, I was rocking now. I was rocking now. You know, I'm, I'm, but 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 that was that was a good theory because of the fact that a lot of times you if you if you're supporting it, then that's a good idea that you may be 
that might be where you should put your money. So so when you look at your course, how does your course differ from other investing courses, Terry? So there's yeah, there's a couple things. One, so I agree with you that it's good to invest in companies that are that you're familiar with, but mm-hmm. a lot of times that's called trend trading. Mm. A trend trader will just get into a stock that they're familiar with and then like kind of let it go like a buy and hold. Right. What I have found though is there's some companies that we are part of that are not good companies to invest in. So for example like Ford I had a Ford car forever, but the stock was not a good stock to invest in. There you go. So yeah. the difference is like learning how to do that technical analysis piece, learning how to actually time your trades correctly, learning that risk management piece. Those are key things that are different in my course than hmm. other courses. Wow. And now, then, yeah. Now, now, so, uh, so that's the, you know, I'm telling you something, you hit me dead on, okay, because of the fact that. I didn't do any education. I'm just going out there hearing rumors, theories, you know, invest on where you eat, invest on where you shop, invest on where you work. Those are simple theories that have no relevancy to the bigger picture. Like you said, I was a trend investor and I hadn't I wasn't watching any charts. You know, I would watch the news and go, ooh. Bam books. Let me go buy Bam books. That's hot right now. Ooh, AOL. I, uh, that's I, the ooh. That is the quickest way to lose money because a lot of times when we hear about a company, it's already high, so it's right about to fall by the time we actually hear about it, and that's when we're about to lose money. See, I was a ooh investor, and you telling me, Rashawn, you cannot be an ooh investor. Come over to you, and you will be an investor that has information, knowledge, a plan of action, and a plan of action that can help you win, Terry. You're amazing. Thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation. Thank you for having me. Well, Thank did we you get, so did we, much. Did we get everything in? Because I want to make sure, because you in the beginning, you went, I got a lot of things I want to talk about. And I want to make sure I got it all in. Because <laughs> that's what Money Making Conversation is all about. I want to make sure my guests leave happy. <laughs> we did. We got it all in. Well, and we, it's, I think, honestly, it's just that changing, changing the narrative. Be a part of changing the narrative for our community. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation. Also, send me some banners so I can support you on my social media and in my fan club. My next guest is on the phone. I want to thank her for calling in the show today. She's an entrepreneur, inventor, influencer, social media wise as well, and former American TV personality. It is her passion for style, yet need for comfort. You hear me, ladies? You hear me? Need for comfort. That inspired Shoe Gummy, the world's first outer sole pad and the only outer sole proven to prevent foot discomfort caused by high heels. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, the CEO and founder of Shoe Gummy, Chantel Jackson. Good morning. Chantel, did I lay you out there? Did I, did I put you at that pedestal you're supposed to be at for this interview? You did. You did me right. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'll tell you something. You're doing a lot of women right out there with these high heels because that is a fashion trend that has been around uh, for, for ages, for years, forever. It's not going anywhere. And so it's you not. you are a person that, uh, that, that possessed that style. Where are you based at? I am based in California right now. Okay. So you say right now. Where were you previously based? Um... Las Vegas, and I am from Miami. Okay, okay, okay. So you're saying Miami, Las Vegas, Los Angeles. So you were just making your way to the West Coast. Yes. Good. Yes. Okay, cool. Now, let's talk about, they sent me a series of questions that I'm going to ask and and some questions I'm going to add to because I'm just a naturally 
curious person when I talk about people who are being successful. One of the first questions they sent to me was, when did the entrepreneurship bug bite you? Um, You know, I was honestly at a point in my life where um, certain things wasn't working out for me, mm-hmm. um, i.e. acting. I was going to acting class, acting right. school, mm-hmm. and I was just at a certain point and I was like, you know what? I'm going to put my all into this product and I want this to be my A plan and mm-hmm. I'm going to go with this. And I mm-hmm. want to give it a hundred percent. And that's what I did. Now, where were you at? Cause we mentioned three cities. We mentioned Miami, Las Vegas, and Los Angeles. When you were becoming frustrated and you had this idea, what city were you in? Uh, LA, Los Angeles. Being a guy who uh, pursued an acting career, I know the frustrations. You go to acting classes, you go to auditions, they tell you no, you don't know why why they're telling you no, you don't know if you delivered the line right. Did you do the commercial auditions as well as the theatrical auditions as well? Um, Yes, I was doing both. But then I was also at a stage in my life where I honestly just got a, got out of a breakup. I was going through a lot. Right, right. And just acting, it. I wasn't fit with that bug anymore. And I had this product, and I knew how it worked for myself. So it was just that aha moment, like, you know what? This is what I need to go with. Right. Now, now this is really interesting because of the fact that you have this aha moment. You have this product. This is what's really interesting about our conversation is that how did the product come about and how did you realize that it was this aha moment can be functional and everybody else would want to participate in this aha moment idea so just to be really honest being Mm -hmm. obsessed with high heels that is that was my inspiration behind shoe gummy wearing and being in shoes for over eight nine ten hours in a day. Um, honestly, I didn't know what a pair of sneakers were mm-hmm. or a pair of flat shoes were unless I I was working out. Right. So high heels was my thing, is my thing, and I just had to come up with a way for it to be more comfortable. And shoe gummy was it. Now. So it was a lifestyle invention, a lifestyle invention to make your life more comfortable. Now, I'm a guy. So please explain. Help me out. I know the women already know. We got these high heels. The, the ladies look fantastic in these high heels. What are right. the what is the what is the pain that comes with wearing high heels? So just with being in high heels, your foot is in an unnatural position. Um two, three, four, five inches. If that's that's not a position for your foot. And then the weight bearing down in that position is what really kills you on the balls of your feet. Okay. So I'm 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 in my studio, you know, I'm on my little tippy toes. I'm trying to I'm trying to feel your pain here, Chantel. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm on my tippy toes and you're saying imagine standing like this for eight hours a day. That's what you're saying, right? Exactly. Or some women can't even stand to be in a pair of heels an hour or two hours. And just imagine you're in that position right, <clears throat> and right. over 75% I'm still standing. I'm still of your standing. body weight, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Over 75% of your body weight is on the balls of your feet. 
Right. For hours. Right. Now, let me ask you this. What stops your foot from just sliding right on out? Um, of the high heels? Yes. Well, one, if you have a closed toe shoe, right. then your foot's not going to slide out, but it, it can slide and be crunched in the front. Right. That's what I'm um, talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you have an open toe shoe, you have that little piece or that little strap in the front. Mm-hmm. That helps. But a lot of women's feet, um, because of the arch or the steepness in the shoe, do still spot, slide forward, and shoe gummy helps with that as well. Right. So it stops their toes from going over to the edge on the edge of the shoe, right? That's what you're talking about? Exactly. Oh, wow. Okay, yep. cool. So I have six sisters, so I, I've watched them do this high heel uh, walk and um, dance for oh, many so years. Oh, you know. Well, I, 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 but I got to play like I don't know to get more information. Okay, I, I can't sit on this phone trying to act like I know everything because you won't tell me things because my audience are walking away. Go well, I didn't learn anything from the interview because of the fact that this you you invented something. And I was on my toes, and I, I'm just to be honest with you, Rashawn McDonald would not have stood there long. I'd have been out of those shoes a long time ago because that just wasn't. Mm-hmm. A, I'd have, so so you have. Let, let me just help help me out here because I've heard words like high heels and I've heard words like pumps. Now, pumps are a lower version of high heels, correct? Um, no, not necessarily. Like, um, uh, an open toe shoe, a pump, those can be in the range of a two inch, a three inch heel, four inch, five inch. Mm. Now, a pump, mm-hmm. a pump is a closed toe shoe, whether it's round at the front or pointed. Right. Wow. So now we, 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 we got the experience. So you saying that, hey, I'm going to put uh, this acting thing is not really doing it for me. I have this idea. Right. I'm going to go all in. This is going to be my plan A. How do you go to plan A with this idea? Because it's still just an idea. Did you do samples? Did you go to somebody? Did you start selling them at flea markets or, or pop up boots? How did you get started? So um, before I figured this is going to be my plan A. I have been wearing my product for years. Right. Already. Right. Um, uh, one day I was sitting and I thought, <clears throat> looking at my shoes, honestly, how can I make this more comfortable? Mm-hmm. I went to my shoe repair guy um, at the time and I asked him, what is an amount of rubber that I can put on the bottom of my shoe um, and I can still walk in it safely and comfortable. So uh, we came up with a size or um, an amount of rubber. I picked up the shoe about a week later and I wore that shoe. And I kid you not, I was taking my shoes 20 and 30 pair at a time for him to put this extra rubber on the bottom of my shoe. Mm. Mm. So it was just like an idea. It's really, it's really amazing that you were able to. Not saying that you care not incapable, but so many women out there are probably feeling the same pain. And then you decided mm-hmm. to just to take action on it. And when you took action on it, it enabled you to create a business. Now, how do you get into the business aspect of what you're doing? That's the that's the that's the key. Now, you know, you you went from a a person who. Or wanted to be an actress. You got this idea. Now you putting it in action. How do we get into a, a business mode with it? So 
before anything, I thought, you know what, let me see if this is even a thing anywhere else or, or whatnot. Went to, went to, went to your girlfriends or you just went to your family members? Who did you go to? Um, no, I immediately went to a patent lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Rashawn, I'm sorry, Rashawn. I was a little bit of pro. I, I been, I'm past that. I went to a patent lawyer. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's funny. So I went to a patent lawyer and we had to do what is called a patent research, which searches the database first to see if there's anything else in the U.S. patent uh, database that is what shoe gummy is. Mm-hmm. And we seen that it was not. And that's where we moved forward, had to get all the, t- uh, the terminology, mm-hmm. uh, the lingo together to mm-hmm. start to create my patent application. Wow. Now, on your website, it says it took two and a half years for your patent to go through. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now, were you afraid that somebody would steal your idea? What was going? What was running through your mind in that two and a half year period? Were you selling? Honestly, were, let me ask you. Let me back up. Were you selling your product at all at that time, or, or you had to shut it down and just wait for your patent to come through? No. No. Honestly, at that point, I wasn't selling products. I was still in research development phase, like the start. Start. So. As soon as I went and got a patent attorney, I went and found a company that did CAD designing and product uh, development to help me start to get my uh, shoe gummy uh, design together to make it a consumer product. Okay, and so so now you, uh, two and a half years that period you just you just preparing because you feel very confident that you're going to get through. You just don't know when that date's going to happen. You're still in Los Angeles right, right now. Are you gathering? Are you gathering momentum? Work, working on designs because I'm on your website and your shoes are amazing. By the way, thank now, you. Are, are those that? your shoes, or are you, these are shoes you can just put the inserts in on your website? Um. Uh, those are my shoes on wow. putting the outer soles. Yeah. Wow. Shantae. Yes. When I say I'm a, a shoe. Shantae, uh, these shoes are fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. These shoes are off the chain right here. I'm looking at these shoes on your homepage. These, the red, the, the yellow, that black. Oh my God. Yeah. Off the I, chain. I have, you know what I call it? That's my good, bad habit. Well, we'll keep it up. Keep this good habit going because of the fact that I'm just saying, you know, the thing about it is we all know that as you look through life, as you deal with different situations, you have to be a believer in yourself. You have to have the right people around you. The fact that you came up with an idea basically to find comfort for your personal lifestyle and then now you're able to use it to for financial benefit, it's pretty amazing. Chantel Jackson, you're the CEO, the founder of Shoe Gummy. Shoe Gummy. Now, let's, let's, I got to at least find out where the title came from, the name of the brand, Gummy. You know what? I, I, I can't honestly tell you where it came from. I just knew <laughs> it was just like, I was writing down names. Right. And, that one just came across my mind and it stuck out better than anything else. And so I kept it. And honestly, I've been told to change it. It's not right. 
Oh, no. Um, it sounds like something you eat, but uh, I was like, this is what I want to go with, and mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to do. What crazy person told you to change it? What crazy person told you to change that? Mm-hmm. We won't say no uh, names. Just don't listen to them yeah. because of the fact that, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what Google means. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what Google means. I don't, Apple, that's a computer company. Apple is fruit. So when people, you have to go with it, what inspires you. There's a story behind right. everything that you do, you know. And the, when I heard the word name Shoe Gummy, I'm going to tell you how I found you. You know, I, I'm on Instagram. I'm I'm rolling through. And I, I see, I, I come to you. You know, you got over a million followers. You're a social media influencer. I, I just got my little, my little. 37,000 followers on Instagram. Now I'm big on Facebook now. Don't 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 shut me down yet. I'm big on Facebook. But on Instagram, oh, I'm I just, trying to build my Facebook. I'm trying to build my Facebook up. Well, you know, it's really hard cuz you Twitter is like ridiculous. Twitter is ridiculous. Now, so you you are you are a queen baller on Instagram. And so and so I bring this up because you're an entrepreneur and you're an attractive entrepreneur. Does that help you or hurt you? When you're trying to get your brand out, because as a brand, you're a great model for your brand. Just talk about right. that for a little bit, because, you know, we're in a Me Too generation where where people could look at a, a an attractive woman and just have mis, misdeed ideas in their head versus the business aspect of what you're trying to create. Talk about that balance that you have to create being an attractive woman in a male dominated business. Well, you know, honestly, with shoe gummy in general, mm-hmm. it's. Is dominated by women. Okay. Women mm-hmm. wear high heels. Right. So, and it doesn't hurt for me to be attractive and be my own spokeswoman. I am Absolutely. on the, the box of my product. Right. You know, um, this is something I do day in and day out. I wear heels. I'm sexy. I, I want to be in my heels. I want to be comfortable. I don't want my, 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 I don't want to be at an event and I'm thinking, um, oh, I got to leave because my feet hurt. Like, this is what I do. <laughs> right, 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 right. So it, 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 it comes naturally. Mm-hmm. And just with this, it's generated towards women. So it's, it, it is easy. Right. Or easier. Now tell me this. Do you go to conventions? Do you go to, do you do pop-up? How is your brand sold? Is it 100% uh, majority online that your product is sold? Or do you do uh, conventions and conferences and women are like Essence or, you know, the celebration of uh, uh, sisters and uh, circular sisters in New York City, large scale female conventions. How do you promote your brand? Because you have such a tremendous following. So as of right now, it's my own online-based sales, mm-hmm. which have been doing tremendously, uh, honestly, because of what's going on right now in the world. Things have slowed down a lot, but right. I am blessed with still getting customers here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not stopping um, my show, and I still have to continue on. You know, I have other things to to produce and work on still. Well, let's talk about those other things. You know, uh, they said uh, you have other products uh, 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 that you want to talk about. Let's talk about some of your future ideas. Fancy goods. Uh, so, fancy goods. Uh, honestly, let me kind of take it back a little bit. Okay. Uh, shoe gummy has been primarily my thing for like five and a half years now. Right. Congratulations. About a year and a half of 
Thank you. Thank you. It's been a long time coming. And when I say a long time, just with so much uh, wanting to quit, heartache with why can't this just be something easy? (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, people have no idea. Mm -hmm. But with Shoe Gummy, about a year ago, um, I was like, uh, this is just stagnant right now. I have to do something. So I came up with fancy goods and I just went out on a whim and produced an eyelash company. Um, that's something, something else that I'm obsessed, obsessed with. Okay. Let me eyelashes. Go to, I'm going to go to the website. See if I see some eyelashes. I see the eyelashes. I definitely see that. Okay, cool. Continue. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Which I, I love. Figured, you know what I love you know, about you, Chantel? You are your brand. Yes. Yes, very true. You know, if you're going to buy the shoes, you got them. Now you're saying, you know, some eyelashes, that's me. And so it's nothing phony about what you're saying in this interview. You you sell the lifestyle that you live, which means that you're 100% authentic. That's awesome. Yes, which honestly, it makes it easy. Like, and just to create content for myself, like, you know what? If I'm getting up, I'm getting dressed, I'm going to put on my own lashes I get free content, videos, all that to continue to post and all that good stuff. It just comes easy. Right. But with starting Fancy Goods, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this amount of money and I'm going to see if I can flip it. We all know, like, well, some people know eyelashes is a real saturated market. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this. I'm going to see what it does. And in about three months, I had this company up and running from getting samples from vendors, taking pictures, building the website on my own. And honestly, it's almost coming up on a year of launching Fancy Goods and it's doing pretty well. So it. So you like a little you becoming a little uh, little mogul over there in the uh, beauty beauty brand business, correct? Because now you got the shoes, you got the shoe gummy thing happening, and shoes, and now you have the lush lashes. Yes. Okay. Cool. Now you didn't you didn't have to deal with any patent issues with the lush lashes, correct? No. No. Okay. Cool. No. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Now, no, no patent issues. Okay, cool. Now we're going to the skincare products. Now you have naturally beautiful skin, and let's talk about chic. Was it chic beauty or chic beauty? Chic beauty. Chic beauty. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so a former agent of mine, uh, she came to me with an idea about a sponge. And she knows how I pride myself in skincare and Mm -hmm. all of that good stuff. Uh, So she brought this idea to me. She asked about um, certain types of foams and things like that. So I pointed her in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's also a a seamstress. So she had all these industrial machines Mm -hmm. to sew together the sponges and all that good stuff. So we got the, we got the right foam. We put it together for a year, a year and a half, tested it out ourselves and just thought it was time to go with it. And Mm -hmm. so 
maybe not even a month ago, we launched that. I built the website for us and we are active, honestly. It's come at a time where things are so slow right now, mm-hmm. but Be if you don't put that... If, if you don't put that foot forward out there, then right. you don't know what's going to happen. So. Absolutely. Well, you know, the thing about it, I just, we, we all know why it's slow. We all understand that people, yeah. people don't, you know, people are right now struggling to find out how to put their, their, their foot forward in anything right now. The thing I like about you is that you're not letting conditions stop you from moving forward. Because I tell people, I tell people all the time, this is a good time to catch up. It's a good time to plan. See, right now, I'm planning for the third and the fourth quarter right now, because I know right now this country, this country is going to get back on its feet. And when it gets back on its feet, it's not only going to be walking fast, it's going to start running. And what you don't want to do is sit on your rear end or on your behind or mope around and talk about, oh, wow, man, what am I going to do? No. You're planning, you're thinking. And throughout this whole interview, Chantel, that's all I, that's my biggest takeaway from you is that you're not a person that sits around and mopes. You're not a person that go, if it's not happening over here, oh, woe is me. I just, it's not going to happen for me. You go, what's plan A over here that I can build on? Is that, is that something yeah. that came from your parents or something that just a natural quality in you? Um, I would definitely say my parents have helped with that, especially my dad. My dad owns a pest control service in Florida. So, um, he's an entrepreneur himself. So I have taken those good qualities from Mm -hmm. him. Well, also my mom, like he's a very hard worker still. Mm -hmm goes to school and she's uh, 63 years old, I believe. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Love it. I would tell people, don't let age determine your dreams. Don't let age tell you you can stop being something that everybody else tells you you shouldn't be. I always look at people at my age. I go, are you my same age? I'm really shocked because I I know I don't look like you. It's just when people decide that they need to retire in life is when age jumps on their back, Chantel. I don't think yep. age is ever going to jump on your high heel wearing, lush wearing, skin tone product self at all. <laughs> You're going to be in front of the curb. You're going to like, it's, gonna, it's it's a whole line of people. By the time you make it to ARP, you're going to have a whole line of shoes and gummies and eyelashes for that group of people. See, that's what I love about yeah. you. You are, you're not going to stop. So don't it, because your tone kind of dropped down a little bit. We said, well, it's kind of slow right now. Don't worry about that. Oh, no, for sure. Honestly, like I still have so, like you said, work to catch up on Mm -hmm. things that I was pushing off that now I have more time to do. Um, um, It's definitely a blessing that my my manufacturer is in Maine and they are still open. So I'm working on color samples, um, getting different coloring in place. Um, I have a larger and a smaller size gummy that I'm working to get cooling cut for, so it's still a problem for me. <laughs> oh, you're still popping, girl. Well, again, uh, I want—I got six sisters. Uh, I love them to death. Uh, we'll talk later. I would—I got a 22-year-old daughter. I would love for to, to, to get her right. 
Get her right. Yeah. She, she's not wearing yeah, nothing you have on your website. And she's five feet, nine inches tall. Beautiful young lady. Beautiful young, very smart, honor student, uh, studying to be game designed at the University of Houston. Right now they're online. But, you know, she's been an honor student for the last uh, four semesters in a row. Dean's list. So to put her in a pair of your shoe gummies and your stylish high heels and your lush lashes, I think will be a great birthday present because her birthday present, her birthday is in June. So I might surprise her with some. Oh. With your, with your, with a whole lineup from you, with a picture of you in the box. You, you uh, have to you know gum her you? up and get her fancy. You, you know what I'm saying? Her fancy. I, I go, I know her. You know, you know, I, I always like to tell people I know famous people. See, Chantel's famous, and so I, I tell, she, uh, said, she said, she said, she said, Daddy, you know her? Yeah, absolutely, that's my girl. Out of Los Angeles by way no. of Vegas and Miami. Her daddy, you know, made a pesticide business. That's where he came from. Mama's still in school. She's doing her thing. I want to thank you for coming on the show. Uh, I really want to appreciate you. And I want to tell you you're an inspiration. I want to tell you that uh, don't change. I want to tell you that um, you're an entrepreneur. And you are, you're changing the game for a lot of young women out there. My daughter, she's just 22. And I want her to know that you are an inspiration to her. And I appreciate you taking the time to come in on Money on money making conversations. Thank you, Chantel. Oh, no, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. And we'll talk soon, okay? Her birthday is in June now. So you know we're going to talk. June 14th is her birthday. <laughs> My next guest is the co-founder and CEO of Miss Jessie LLC, the company behind the premium hair care product line. You know, I'm bald-headed, so, you know, we're going to talk about hair care, but we won't be offended by it at all. Miss Jessie <laughs> exclusively caters to the diverse spectrum of all curly hair types. I used to have curly hair type. I used to be, I back in the day when I was out in college. You, you wouldn't, you, you, you couldn't say tell me nothing at all. Please welcome to money making conversation, Miko Branch. <clears throat> Miko, I, I had to have some little com- <laughs> I had to have little comments about you know you talking about curly hair and you know fine looking hair care <laughs> and uh, you know I got some hair, but I don't think I can find it as quickly as I used to find it, Miko. <laughs> that, listen, that's okay. We know you have curls. Good, good. I, I love the respect. I love the respect. Well, welcome to Money Making Conversation, Miko. How are you? How are you, how are you doing? You see, you founded the company with your sister, right? Yes, it's so good to be here, Rashawn. It's so good to speak with you. And yes, I started the company with my late great sister, Kiki mm-hmm. Branch. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started our business in our brownstone, right at our kitchen table. Okay, wow. Okay, first of all, thank you for that for being happy to be on my show. Uh, where, where are you calling from right now? So right now I'm calling from South Florida. Um, I'm oh, in yeah. Miami. I'm originally Ooh, from New York, but oh, I was yeah. able to get here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Miami, the good food down there. I went to a restaurant called. Uh, 1957 Havana 1957 very good restaurant I went down there when I was down there from <laughs> January so I, I love Miami I love being down there now on your kitchen table now see that that's that's really a dream to say you started at the mm-hmm. at, at some place where you would eat breakfast lunch or dinner and that's what it, that's mm-hmm. what the, the mm-hmm. idea the concept of and of, of what you what you has become a, a successful brand and a trusted brand among women of color, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. I think our humble beginnings um, was really a nice way to connect with our customers. Mm-hmm. Luckily, my sister Titi and I were able to make products that really worked. And when we started sharing these products from right. our, our salon, our home salon, it really, really caught fire and uh, 
we were marketing or making products for people who had similar hair to ours. Mm-hmm. Now, the interesting thing about it, because that, what, that's what makes it authentic. Because you're using, because mm-hmm. you made a product that you used. It was almost like what happened with Madam, Madam C.J. Walker, you know, back in the day. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, your journey is, is we fast forward, it's still no different. You know, she was an inspirational woman who had an idea, saw a need for African-American women, and also for, saw a need that can make them look good about themselves. Isn't that the bottom line about your product is about making women feel good about themselves, making women feel that the, the, that they're, that the, the, what has been given to them by God, they don't have to straighten it. They don't have to do all these different things. They can actually just live this lifestyle and be comfortable, correct? Correct. That is the bottom line, Rashawn. But the bottom line is being able to create products that are helpful. And it's not right. just, you know, just not limited to women. It's for, for everyone, including men, including little boys. Um, anyone who has texture, who right. wants a solution, this just is really aimed, you know, to make make things that work and uh and making that work so now when i was when i was when i was doing research on you and you was talking about the diverse curly hair types they named you know you know the, the whole thing is that you named the product after your paternal grandmother jesse may branch so so this whole brand is seems so natural so authentic because you go where did you get that name from well that's my paternal yeah. grandmother so what 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 was the in- inspirational instincts that she had mm-hmm. that that said, you know, some we're gonna put we're gonna put her name on our product. Mm-hmm. Our grandmother Jessie um, played such a huge huge role in our in our family, and particularly in the lives of me and my sister Kiki. You know, we spent a lot of summers and a lot of time sitting around my grandmother's kitchen table, and you know, she happened to be a great cook. But if you sat around Jesse May Branch, you couldn't just sit there. You had to be a very, very good helper. Right. So it wasn't uncommon for Tiki and I to mix, to measure, to stir, to pour. And little did we know that that experience of being a wonderful helper to our grandmother right. would be uh, the seeds for us to create products that worked. But, you know, outside of her, uh, you know, us being great helpers and her being a wonderful cook, she was also the first CEO we'd ever seen, the first female CEO we'd ever seen, mm-hmm. and that that woman ruled our family from her kitchen table. So uh, T.T. and I did not go to business school, so when it came time for us to make decisions in our own business, right. we often tapped into what would Jesse do. It's really amazing because, you know, we all know the times that we are living in, and guess what? They're not going to change. It's going to change the way we wear clothes, the way we interact, uh, where we, where we shake hands or whether we greet people and social distancing. You are in a business where hair salons are very intimate environments. How is that affecting right now? You know, a lot of, a lot of states are on lockdown. We know they're going to get out of that pretty soon. I believe in the month of May, you know, especially with them ordering masks to be worn now and things of that nature. How is that affecting? And because one of your questions was about how you are navigating this whole period right now during the outbreak and practicing safe social distancing. Talk to us about that. So when we say that God works in amazing ways, you know, he truly does. You know, um, over a decade ago, more than a decade ago, when Tiki and I first started making products, we really focus on the customer and giving her the information right. to arm her with how to do her hair and how to do all these things at home. It was less about 
uh, Armin the stylist, but more about teaching us how to do our own hair. Mm -hmm. So fast forward to what's happening now and all of the um, social distancing and everything that's going on. The good news is that through the natural hair movement, many of us have had a head start on how to take products like Miss Jessie, bring them home, and to be able to care for our hair. You know, so in times like this, I don't worry a lot about us because I know that we're very, we're very good at what we do. We have the dexterity, we have the know-how, mm-hmm. and we've been trained. When I say we, I include myself as a customer. We've been trained on how to do our hair all along. So at this point, you know, many people know and love Miss Jessie. They know how to use it. So in these times, they're actually using it more. You know, so God has just been so good in that he's taught us, he's taught Titi and I how to share information, but he's also armed many of us with what to do in a case like this, and many of us are self-sufficient. Now, has, has social media played a role in, in some of the things? Have you done, like, do-it-yourself videos and things like that on YouTube? How how has your presence been? You know, you're the, you know, the matriarch, you're the voice, you're the founder, one of the founders of this company. How 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 has your role changed during this time period and in the future? Well, you know, my role, you know, it's, it's changed in some ways, but it's also remained the same. Way before social media was even a thing, Tiki and I spoke to our customer on right. our salon floor. Mm-hmm. But thank God for the internet in that at the time there were chat rooms and people, right. women were talking. Mm-hmm. And thank God, you know, we were making products that work. And each one told one about this jar of curl magic. It was curly pudding at the time. And it was groundbreaking because there was nothing like it in the market. And that word spread fire. Mm-hmm. And Jesse was being mixed at the kitchen table, Rashawn, before the word <laughs> going viral was a word. Right, you know? right, so right. That, yeah, way before social media. So now social media is a more interactive way in how mm-hmm. to get the good word out. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but social media is just an additional platform where Thank we're you. able to connect with our customer and to give her all of the information that she needs so she can continue to do uh, all the great things for her hair and use the right product. We know it's really interesting you say that because uh, I know when I was managing Steve Harvey, you know, we were, I remember in 2007, that's when social media started to peak on every, appear on everybody's radar. You look on TV and you see the Twitter, Twitter little tag on other, the, uh, the host names the, and the analyst <laughs> names and things like that. But we had our little fan club. We had like 800,000 fan club members. And so <laughs> we knew when we sent out a fan club to those, they wanted us. They signed up for that. But like you were saying, you you balancing both. You balancing what you how you mm-hmm. built your brand with this new technique, but not leaving the technique that started you. And that's really important because, exactly. as we all know, it's like you know, it's like if you live and if you live your life and only know how to live your life through electricity, what's what's going to happen when you lose electricity? And that's what you're saying here. If you if you built a foundation, and that's what we're talking about right now. We're talking about building a foundation that started at your kitchen Mm -hmm. table. That started on Mm -hmm. the internet. That started with fan club. That started with emails. And then all of a sudden, this 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 social media that has taken over the world. You go. That's just a blessing right there. Because we're not going to stop doing what we're doing. We're just going to add that to the blessing, the opportunity train. That really. Really sounds inspirational. Thank you for for sharing that on my show. (laughs) Yeah, you know, just being able to create that foundation. And the key was, you know, making making products that truly work. 
And, you know, during these times, there are no tricks. There is no social media marketing gimmick. It's truly just a foundation um, to be able to be built on with social media where people are using it to spread the good word about Miss Jessie. Now, remember you were talking about what role did, did your paternal grandmother played in your life? That, that sounded like some paternal grandmother information that you just broke off on us on the show before we went to break. Right, Miko? Yes, yes, yes. Love, you know, what it's called is it's called love. And if you're able to spread love, everybody will be able to receive it in the right way. No gimmicks, just the real thing. Cool. Now, before I left, I, I did a little, you know, a little tease and everything about what we're about to talk about. So let's talk about some of the Miss Jessie's signature product lines educate not only Rashawn McDonald but my listeners because we know it's on the store shelves I you know I go and I go in Walgreens or CVS or, or, or different Target stores and things like that and you know mostly in, in the CVS and the Walgreens they have a, a, a minority hair care or African-American hair care product section that's where your product will be found correct there and in a, in, a, in a ton of other places. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. And so let's talk about some of your signature product lines. Well, I couldn't tell the Miss Jessie story proper if I didn't include our first product, which was Curly Pudding. Curly Pudding was the groundbreaker, the mm. game changer. It was curly. It's a pudding that's purple. It did everything it said it was going to do. It turned your frizzy froze into curly cues, and, and people just loved it. And then, you know, Miss Jessie's were innovators. So later on, we would come out with Pillow Soft Curls. We were able to marry uh, hair care technology with fabric care technology. And mm-hmm. it gives such a soft and nice, touchable um, curl. But then there's also products like Jelly Soft Curls. Jelly Soft Curls is another innovator in that it's a gel, but it's so soft for Sean. Right. You know, anyone can use it, whether you're a man, if you want to create your waves, or whether you want to just, you know, do curls, anyone can use it. And, of course, we have new products now. We have our new sulfate free Harm Me Not. You can get it in CVS. It's in a tube. Um, it's a wonderful, gentle, but so soft, uh, selfish free shampoo, and everyone is really loving it right now. Right. You want me to go on? I no, no. I'm on the website. I'm on the website, the Miss Jessie website. You know, I'm looking at stylers for wavy hair, products for curly hair, tight curly stylers for kinky hair. Then you come on down here. Mm-hmm. You got the, you know, the curl collection. See, see, the wavy, the curly, the kinky, the transitioners. Oh, come on now, you 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 got something for everybody. <laughs> the multicultural curls. Come on, <laughs> oh my God! Hashtag Miss Jessie. Sh- I love it. I love it. You are catering to everybody. Everybody, it, it's true. And we just got the news in today. Um, Kanye West, like Kim Kardashian, um, was just posted from the on the Lore magazine by celebrity hairstylist on uh, Andrew Fitzsimmons. And he loves Miss Jessie's, and we were just so excited to see that he used Miss Jessie's Hold Me Down on Kim Kardashian's baby hair. So we truly are Come on now. Come on we now. have something for uh, everybody. I'm going to just tell you, you know, you know that's, like the, that's like the blessing of the year right there. Because them Kardashians don't play around with, with their followers. Their followers are crazy, good, and loyal. That's like, you can't buy that. When, when you have somebody that, for a post, somebody has to pay a half million dollars, the post, mm. you know, 
their brand, how how their engagement, and when they tell people to go in a certain direction, what that means for your brand. And that's like I said, if you just keep telling your story, and like I said, when you we used, when you started talking, you know, I was, I get curious, so I I just said, well, let me let me see what she's talking about. Let's see what she's talking about. And I went to the website. You're not just catering. You you've done your research. You know, we may have started on the kitchen table, but you're not on the kitchen table no more. Not in 2004 when you started in my, you know, you in Miami, you way above the line. So what what made you believe that you needed all this? And I'm just asking a general question because out of curiosity, you know, a lot of people want to stay in that lane. But you got the wavy hair, the curly hair, the tight curly, the kinky hair, which lets you know through research that all curly hair is not alike. Right. So you have to well, have, you know what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you have to have you know, a, a hair care for that particular style. That's what is that, is that? Am I am I saying the right things? Well, I'll put it to you this way: you know, whether you're curly, kinky, or wavy, there's something for you. You yes, know, ma'am. it's not uncommon, Rashawn, for two people, you know, to use the same product. Yes, and that's the thing about curly hair is it had a way of dealing with texture here. Uh, Miss Jessie had a wonderful way of speaking to many different um, uh, cultures, many different ethnicities, because hair was the common ground. And that's what I love so much about what we do. We're not just talking about, you know, the little girl. We're not just talking about, we're not just talking to women. We're talking to men, whether you're African-American, whether you're Latina, whether you're you know, we, we have something for you. And I think we're all looking for solutions. And it has no color, you know. So I think being helpful is the key. So just as, you know, we, we stayed focused on that and we were able to build our product line based on, we're just trying to come up with a solution to be helpful. And, and you so doing that. And you doing that. So so you know, I interview a lot <laughs> of people. You. I interview a lot of people on this show. And I've been blessed to interview a lot of people in the hair care business. And the, the, my number one takeaway is that you provide information. You you provide more information about hairstyles than I've ever interviewed anybody on this show. Because when I go to this one page, well, you get a description. You actually get a description of what a wavy hair is. You give a description of what a curly <laughs> hair is. You give a description of what a kinky hairstyle is. A transitioner's what are the, what what type of hairstyle is. In other words, if you don't know, now you know. When you come to Miss Jesse. <laughs> And that to me is you know, that that type of detail tells me why you are who you are. You leave no doubt. Well, one thing I've learned is information is what makes people successful. Information and communication is key to success. You know, you sat down and not only launched a new product, but you said, I'm going to educate people about our product and also tell them how our product works for them you 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 took out you you took all of the uh all of the what they say uh doubt or the questions out of the subject matter because you're covering every hairstyle here every hairstyle (laughs) so so my question to you my question to you is this and i don't want to talk too much because this is your show this is your moment and i'm just excited because i'm being you know all this great information i'm an information guy and when I started getting information, I'm being educated because you know, I started off the show with the little jokes about me being bald headed and I ain't got no hair and all that. Now, now I'm like, wow, wow, Miss Jessie is the bomb. 
She's the original. Thank you, Michelle. She's the queen. She's the beast. She's the mover and the shaker. <laughs> you the ball girl. Am I? Am I? Am I? Am I? Am I putting too much love on you, Miko? Well, you know, I think I think Rashawn. I think less. You know, for me, I, I, it, it's just hard for me to not stay focused on our uh-huh. mission and what we're trying to do. Right. And I just really stay focused on coming up with those solutions because I know people they want to be their best. And I think for many years, many of us, particularly the the person with the tighter coil curl, we had been straightening our hair for so many years. So information was the key. She needed to know that her hair is beautiful. She needed to know that her hair is special and she needed to be lined up with the right products that are going to make her hair do all the wonderful things that it can do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why information was so key. You right. know, um, my sister and I spent a lot of time at our kitchen table mixing and we're also hairstylists, but we realized that our work was not finished right. and that we did have to, we did have to educate and just take it, you know, rewind and just start from scratch and just kind of let people know or let them know that this is what we were working with and you have this kind of hair and here are the products that work best with that. And I think that that communication that you spoke about was really, it was the, it was the foundation for the relationship between Ms. Jesse's and our customer. Okay, then you know I'm, I'm I'm playing with your website, right? So I'm just going around, just clicking and navigation and everything, just reading about your story and just talking about your story to the public and letting everybody know I'm in awe of Miko Branch and the Miss Jesse original brand. Then I came across the Curl Bar, Miss Jesse's Curl Bar. What is that? That looks so cool. Booked <laughs> by appointment down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. See, that wasn't on none of my questions. That sounds so, that sounds hot right there. Tell me about the Miss Jesse Curl Bar that's down there. I'm assuming it's the only location that's down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Correct. Mm-hmm. Well, Rashawn, Miss Jesse Curl Bar uh, was born out of Miss Jesse's salon, and Miss Jesse's mm-hmm. salon was actually created in our brownstone in the Bedford Stuyvesant section of Brooklyn, which at the time was known as the Hood, mm-hmm. and that's where we built our business. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is where we built our business, and that became our R&D and our testing ground right. for products that work out here in the market. So part of Ms. Jesse's uh, heritage is, is the salon. It's where we connected with our customer, and it's where we figure out what products are necessary to be put out here. We, don't, we try our best not to come out with products just to put them on shelves to make money, although we are in business to ultimately make money. We use that salon to really, really understand what's needed. So whether we're in Brooklyn, New York, whether we're in uh, Soho, New York, or whether in, we're in Florida, Miss Jessie's always loved having a place where someone can come and get their hair done if they want to. So now we're in Fort Lauderdale, so it is by appointment only if you wanted to come and get your hair done. You can, but right now, most of the states are now including Florida due to what's going on. Absolutely, absolutely, um, absolutely. We're just taking a little break. Well, I'm <laughs> just telling you, right again, make sure again, that's why you're successful. See, I'm going to tell you this. If this, if Rashawn McDonald sounds like he's bragging on Miko Branch, I, I am. I am. Because <laughs> here she's Thank telling you. you right now, the salon allows her to find out if what they're delivering is the real deal. Right there. There's a lot of companies out there. They just put stuff on the shelf. They don't know if it's working. They don't know if, if a customer say, oh, that burns my hair. Oh, that, that does nothing for my hair. They know for <laughs> a fact 
They know, they understand their brand. And before we get off the call, I want to know, because you are a brand master, you are a trendsetter. Over the last few years, what have you noticed in beauty hair care industry trends and changes over the last few years, Miko? Well, you know what? I'm not just saying it because I'm Miss Jessie's, but, you know, now natural <laughs> and curly hair is preferred. <laughs> you know? I'm telling you I'm telling you Whether you Michelle Obama. I'm telling you you can brag on my show. You can brag on my show. I've already <laughs> been bragging on you for two breaks. You see it on Oprah. You, you see it on Oprah. You see it on Michelle Obama. Um, you see it everywhere. Natural hair, curly hair is preferred. It's how people want to express themselves. It's no longer, you know, a beauty idea to wear straight hair. We're embracing all that God gave us naturally, and that is the trend. And that trend is here. It's not a trend. It's actually here to stay, and people are just really becoming more and more pleased with what God gave them naturally. And Miss Jessie is just so happy to be a part of it all. There you go. See, I knew I, I knew I could just turn that key just right. And you just start broadcasting the, the <laughs> person that you are. I would let you talk like that anytime you come on my show. Understand you are a blessing. You are a visionary. You are what we need to hear, both men and women in this world. All diverse colors and races that we have out there need to understand that through hard work, believing in the dream, committed to information, doing the work and willing to test your product and make sure the customer really understands your product and be willing to change if they say, can you make it a little adjustment? That's why you have so many different types because you listen to your customer, Miss Jesse. I say Miss Jesse, but I know your name, Miko Branch. You come on my show anytime. I really appreciate you spending time and allowing me to tell your story on Money Making Conversations. Thank you so much, Rashawn. Good. My next guest is on the phone. She is an actress. You have seen her in the following movies. I'm leaving out a few, but I just want to mention these movies. House Party, Skin Deep, The Inkwell, Sister Act, and Baby Boy. She's a TV producer, life coach, fitness guru. Uh, I need that conversation. Philanthropist. <laughs> <laughs> She's an HBCU grad with a psychology and chemistry degree from Spelman College right in Atlanta, Georgia. She is currently appearing on the UMC series Stuck With You. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, A.J. Johnson. <laughs> Hi, Rashawn. How are you? Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, I knew that bringing you on the show, you were going to come with the energy. You know, you can't have you can't be a fitness guru <laughs> and be laid back. You know, that, that wouldn't work. Well, well, I'll tell you what. I mean, some people are. Some people have a very way back approach to fitness. I think I'm just fueled with a passion to just reach for my better self. And every day is another opportunity to do that. So, um, listen, I'm excited. When my eyes pop open and you get me first thing in the morning. You get me fresh. That's, that's you good. You get me that's on good. my bra. Yeah, that's good. man. There's no, yeah. no afternoon energy. No late afternoon energy. When <laughs> the day is beating you up. I'm getting you early. That's, that's great, AJ. Yeah. And let's just go back about you. Like I mentioned in your credits about being an HBCU grad. And I'm always promoting HBCUs on my, I do a big event in Wilmington, Delaware called HBCU Week and I'm going to do a lot of more things in 20, 2020 and 21 and above because I feel the brand of HBCUs are just uh, just not recognized for the contributions that they make in corporate. They get recognized for the athletics and they get recognized for the marching bands. Tell, tell right. us the impact of Spellman. Uh, had on you has ha is had on your career and is having on your life. Oh man, listen, and you know we just celebrated our 139th 
uh, anniversary, Founders Day, was this past weekend. Mm. And I, you know, I, I did an interview with them as part of our virtual celebration. Right. And I even, it's funny you asked me that, because the first thing I said was, you know, Spellman actually became the most valuable for me once I left. Right. Because I had no, you know, I had no idea that what I was embarking on was not only an amazing education, but it was a global lifelong network. Um, That's very true. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been blessed to travel the world, and I have been no place where there's not been somebody affiliated, uh, an alumni, something, wanting to go, a a future student, with Spelman. And it's a built-in sisterhood. It's a sorority on its own. So, you know, and it's it's never ending. You know, we've got all the alumni from from all those years ago. Right. But then every year, we you know, Spelman takes in at least uh, another class of 500 dynamic women. Right. So the sisterhood continues to grow. And you know, when you when you get to Spelman freshman year, literally freshman week, um, in the freshman welcome, the uh, the advisors and the staff say, you know, choosing Spelman is choosing to change the world. And so for me, that has been a life mantra. You know, in terms of what can I do to make a difference? And, and, and that's, that's my whole passion. It's part of my self-purpose. And so that comes from Spelman. Now, unfortunately, we lost my mom, my, my right. literally the first two months of my freshman year. Mm-hmm. And so Spelman also raised me. You know, mm-hmm. I was there the, 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 early, the early part of my adulthood. Mm-hmm. So the morals and values of Spelman, again, the sisterhood, the appreciation and, um, and, uh, and value of education right. and what it can do for you in society. I mean, all of it. I can't speak enough. And that continues to go. It's not just like yeah, I went to Spelman and I'm, I'm an alumni. I mean, I talk about Spelman all the time. Like I said, I, I may be doing a motivational speech or working for a corporation or on a movie set or in Ghana, Africa, doing <laughs> philanthropy. You know, every walk, every lane of my life, I constantly speak about and have a conversation about the amazingness that Spelman is. Well, I love that, that, that the tone. That's that's the key. Because uh, whenever I go through, uh, I interview. I've been fortunate on this show to interview over five hundred people since I launched the show in in uh, twenty seventeen. What and a blessing! I know, and and I always go through the resumes of, and the bios. And when I see the HBCU, I pull it out because that's a nugget. I got. I got. Let me pull that nugget out. And so, so because people, right. because a lot of schools take credit for your success, because they automatically assume that you might have went to a white institution or a traditional institution that's non HBCU, right. because Hollywood is right. dominated. I know I'm, I'm based in Hollywood. I've been in Hollywood since '92. I know the amount of executives, the amount of writers, the amount of producers, the amount of actors and actresses that are really dominating the landscape, just like you, in the entertainment arena, and that goes over into music or your rap or your yeah. music producer. It's really amazing what HBCUs are doing. And I always like to point that out and uh, let people know that uh, how inspired and how how just you just I, I just you I just let you, I just turn on the water faucet and you just started talking. Boom. <laughs> well, I you know, if I, I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned all those different avenues, because I think not just Spelman or Morehouse or the AU Center, but any one of the HBCUs, mm-hmm. what I think happens is because all of them are such an intimate environment. Um, right. I think you get another level of attention and guidance mm-hmm. than you would at any other institution or university or even an Ivy League. You know, I Absolutely. qualified and got accepted to Princeton, Yale, mm-hmm. um, Harvard. But mm-hmm. I just, you know, I, I was drawn to the intimacy and the level of 
special right. that Spellman was showing me they were and wanted to help me be. Right. You can't beat that. You awesome. know, you can't beat that. Awesome. I'm talking to A.J. Johnson, a TV producer, film star, life coach, fitness guru. Uh, let's talk about that fitness guru, because uh, a couple of years <laughs> ago, you know, a couple of years ago, I had Morris Chestnut on the show. And yes, he had a book, he had a book on the show and uh, and he had a fitness book out uh, and a weight loss book out. And I, I you know me, I, I try to invest into my uh, guests. If they give a book, I'm going to read your book. A.J., if you ever yeah. have a book come out and you send it to Rashawn McDonald, Rashawn will read your book before he interviews you. None of that what is it about none of that vague question stuff so right nine right. pounds I, he said it was uh, 10 pounds in 10 days i lost uh, seven days i lost nine pounds and in I've how long in seven days and um and so i um i excuse me 10 days excuse me i apologize 10 days i lost nine pounds and i have lost 16 pounds total since then and it has changed my life and it's changed my clothes you know my waistline is 33 and a half i can brag about that now especially when i oh, talk to my friends to that. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm bragging i'm bragging i'm not i'm not, not aj aj <laughs> you should. aj i'm just saying i'm not you now we're gonna get to you in these abs in a minute now i'm not you <laughs> but your boy can say he He's 33 and a half waistline. So how important, you know, because we see you with the with the with pandemic and how it's impacting my, my, you know, the African-American community and our diet. So, and, you know, our diet comes up again, uh, how we're impacted about when, when crisis, especially a medical crisis come out. How what is your role as be of, of being a fitness guru when it comes not only just to to everybody in general, but also for the African-American community? I, you know, I believe that the reason why I was given the business, because I didn't pursue a business that I didn't pursue creating the AJ zone as a business entity at first, mm -hmm. I believe I was called to, to, to share my knowledge. You know, when I first came into the game as an actress, um, a, a degree from an HBCU wasn't part of the qualification, mm -hmm. but who I was as a result of my degrees and my science interests was a big part of me. And so when I felt it going to sleep as I pursued acting, I said, you know, I've got to do something. There's no reason why I have all this knowledge. I'm now living what I've learned. Right. It's mm -hmm. caused a major difference in my life. My, like you said, my appearance, my life, my energy, my mm -hmm. attitude. I've mm -hmm. got to, you know, I've got to share what I know. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, again, after losing parents to one of the, the big diseases, mm -hmm. I feel like it's, it's, it's my purpose passion and calling to share information to save other people right. you know my dad said literally my dad said before he passed like you you've got to share what you know he's mm. like you know you may not be able to save me but there's so many people who will benefit from what you know and who you are and know that you're an example of living it there's not many we have you have to continue to be an example and unfortunately i lost him but right after i did baby boy in 2002 right. but his words stuck with me Right. And so for me, you know, I, it means everything. And even now, you know, the fact that we are we are quarantined because of this COVID-19 mm -hmm. and as an African-American culture and African culture, you know, I'm very involved. Absolutely. With Africa, We're going to talk about Uganda. that. We will talk about. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. This whole high blood pressure, diabetes, um, asthma, obesity, you know, it's it's not anything new. You know, a lot of people are receiving the high numbers. Um, of African-Americans suffering and dying uh, because of our health risks. 
as this is some type of new thing. It's not. This was inevitable because we have not yet taken seriously our health perspective. And that's not a finger point. That just means that I have more work to do. You understand? Absolutely. So, and that's why I, when I hear those 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 news articles coming out, it's almost like false hype to me because because the reality is we have not changed our diet. We're not making an effort. We are over obese. You know, cholesterol. You can throw cholesterol in there too, along with the high blood yeah, pressure, the yeah. diabetes, the poor eating fried foods, greasy foods. The you know just 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 it just so when I see that pop on the screen, it's like okay, if you just took away this pandemic. We still will be dying un- unnaturally. Right. Well, I'm so glad. Oh my gosh, Rashad, I'm so glad you said that because I want to be able to say that, and I want to shout it from every mountaintop I get. Take away the pandemic. The pandemic just got added on to, to letting us know and, and re- renewing our understanding of the position we're in. Like you said, take it away. We still are at a higher risk of illness and death because of all of those pre-existing health conditions. That, mind you, a lot of them can be reversed. Yes. Doctors have told many people, I, I consult um, 30 minutes uh, for $30 uh, available at the AJZone.com in our store. So I do consultations across the globe all day, every day. And all I'm hearing is, well, the doctor told me to, to walk a little bit more every day and I may not need this half a pill I'm taking. Or the doctor told me to decrease my processed food. Or the doctor told me to drink more water and I probably don't even need medication. And I can't tell you, embarrassingly, how many people don't even listen to those little changes. I know. You That's know? scary. That's really scary. I, I did uh, Pastor John Gray on Book of John Gray, a show on OWN, and he was in the hospital. Two weeks later, he didn't even need insulin for his diabetes. And all I did was change his food. All I did was pump some raw fruits and vegetables through protein shakes, smoothie. I changed a lot of his nutritional lifestyle. And in two weeks, not only was he out of the hospital, but he was off of insulin. It's doable. Yes, and it people is. need to believe, people need to believe you can survive these diseases. You can put, put, get, get less medication for high blood pressure. You can lower your A1C if you're diabetic. It is possible. And if we're going to change our statistics across the world, we have to change how we live. Awesome. You are incredible. That is why I brought you her on the on show. Come on, come on. Yeah, like I told you, you, you came with the energy. AJZone.com. She's, <laughs> she's preaching from AJZone.com. We'll be back Man. with more. We're going to talk about Ghana. Got to talk about TV show on UMC. More with the incredibly fit, the incredibly passionate, the incredibly amazing AJ Johnson. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, and you are listening to Money Making Conversations. My guest today is A.J. Johnson, um, just talented, uh, very passionate. Uh, she's a TV producer. She's a life coach. Uh, you go to AJZone.com, and you can get consultation, 30-minute consultations, fitness guru, philanthropist. And uh, we talk very heavily about her HBCU background with Spelman College in Atlanta, Georgia. But she cannot get away from what she's been known and has brought us international and national and domestic uh, recognition about your abilities. Acting, A.J. Johnson. How, you know, how did you get into acting? You know, because your degree is psychology and chemistry. Well, I've always been passionate <laughs> wait, wait, about well, First of all, A.J., that was a long pause. Well. <laughs> <laughs> because, because there's so many different directions that I was trying to figure out which one I was going to go in. Because, uh-huh, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. and, you know we're, we're on a time thing. So, I mean, if we, if we were in general, I would tell you the whole thing. Um, but, 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 you know, the, 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 quick, the quick version of it is that um, 
I've always been passionate about performing in the arts. I mean, I grew up performing Aretha Franklin songs at our our Easter dinners, you know, mm -hmm. our Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And so that led to my parents putting me in um, performance classes, dancing, acting, modeling. And I loved it. And even though I grew up in an academic household, you know, my parents went to HBCUs, my dad went to Howard, my mom went to Cheney, you know, my brothers went to, went to higher education institutions. I knew that that was the first thing. I knew I was never going to be able to just go into a career of the arts. And I'm so glad mm -hmm. my parents didn't allow it. Mm -hmm. Because, again, uh, because of my experience at Spelman, uh, the confidence it built in me, um, you know, the, the other dynamic of my life, I wouldn't have the level of a healthy living business like the AJ Zone had I not gone to school, um, just not, not because of passion, but just because it gives me the credibility that a lot of other people in healthy living and fitness do not have. And so I just believe that acting was something I thought I was going to try. You know, even my dad said, go to L.A., get it out of your system, go dance in some music videos, go do what you have to do, <laughs> and get your butt back to med school. And literally, that. in the first, yeah, in the first 30 days of landing in Hollywood, I started working. I was doing um, bit roles, guest starring Jamie Foxx, um, Fresh Prince at the time. I ran into Keenan Ivy Wayans. That run-in landed me the choreography job for A Living Color as a fly girl. I mean, and then, of course, that landed me the role in even being considered for House Party. So... It, you know, it was something that I was exploring of, you know, don't be afraid, check all your options, fuel your passions, and it's just something that happened to hit, and I loved it. Right. So it's really a story. I mean, the bottom line is, for, for anyone listening, I feel like the, the, the real true story is don't talk yourself out of what you love, even if it's a completely different lane than what you feel like you've been prepared for. I was supposed to go to med school. I studied at an amazing four-year institution to go to as pre-med. But I had another passion, and here we are. Yes, you are. Well, my degree is in mathematics. I worked for IBM before yeah. I decided to pursue a career as a stand-up comedian. And so I, I, I totally agree because sometimes you, I always tell people, you know, people will point you in the right direction, but that doesn't mean you have to live that point, live that direction they are pointing. You have to wake up one day and say, what is it making me happy? What is motivating me to get out of bed? The reason you are enthused this morning and talking so strong because you, you, you like your life. You're doing what you want to do in your life. I, and I, a lot of people don't do life. that. A lot of people don't do that. And let me just add this. If you think about it, you know, being in entertainment or even just loving that degree of entertainment, but also being armed with my degrees and my passion for science, mm -hmm. it helped me create a whole different, perfect for me, if I can say that, um, a perfect for me brand of healthy living. Right. You know, I could be a typical doctor in a white lab coat or a researcher but, you know, I decided that there was a way that I wanted to and possibly could do this, this medicine thing. And so my lane is just different than the way somebody else does. But, but interestingly enough, I still have friends that are at CDC. I have friends that are at the World Health Organization. You mm -hmm. know, I still have friends in the sciences. So when something like this happens, like this pandemic, I have friends to go to to get the real information. I'm not just sitting around watching television. <laughs> right, 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 right. Like me, like me. Now, let's get on well, to something. You know, and, and even sharing that information. It's like, you know, I've been put in position right. that I think is amazing, right? Absolutely. And I respect it and I appreciate it. The Irvin Movie Channel, the show Stuck With You ah. is a relationship show. First of all, the title Stuck With You, I love, you know, because it has, <laughs> a, you know, you know, it's because we've said that. I, I, it, it, it can like lead you to believe that is this the best I'm going to do? 
Uh, do I have any other options? You're stuck. I'm stuck with you. So that right. title, first of all, attracted me to it. What what attracted you to the series? And we'll get into the characters in a minute. But first of all, it's all about you, AJ Johnson. You know, nobody else. Well, you know, it's all about you. <laughs> stuck with you. I, I, Urban Movie Channel. I, it's I, all about you. UMC Channel. Well, I was I was attracted to the same thing, honestly. And you know, going a little bit deeper into what the story is, mm-hmm. it's exactly that. Like, what happens behind the scenes? and these high-profile celebrity relationships that may not be based and foundationed in love, honor, and cherish till death do we part. And so it may be a career move. It may be what's holding the, the, the bank account together. And if so, what are the choices that have to be made in living that lifestyle? And so Stuck With You kind of does a nice romantic comedy perspective and view intimately into a few relationships that are in that position. You know, does it work? How does it work? And do you continue in a relationship that seems to be on the outside so amazing and hashtag relationship goals, as we say on social media, but when it's really not that on the inside, what is that about? Mm-hmm. So their character's name is Stephanie, right? Yes, I love Stephanie. I love playing <laughs> Stephanie. Stephanie, <laughs> Stephanie is the, um, the best friend of Candace, who right. is the lead actress who's mm-hmm. in the relationship, who's mm-hmm. best friends, as well as the publicist for um and it's Tammy Townsend does an amazing job with Candace and um uh, uh all the actors are amazing but Stephanie is the publicist and best friend mm-hmm. of the lead couple mm-hmm. um and, so that, and that wasn't a stretch is, you know publicist you know you wouldn't you, that, that was a world you live in on a daily basis marketing and branding so they really didn't have to think too much about being a publicist well that's true but because I've never actually played one on TV <laughs> or in film, I actually had a great time uh-huh. using my marketing sense. There you go. Um, there you the, go. The business savvy. Yeah. You know, and even just, you know, I have a great publicist, you know, um, mm-hmm. Keith Armstrong of PR work. And, you know, she's amazing. And so I, I patterned. Stephanie, after a lot of, of Catrice's no-nonsense, she spells it out, here's what we're going to do. I mean, Catrice is forever telling me, when I don't want to do something, she's forever saying, no, let me tell you why we're going to do it. And I, I took it. that from mm-hmm. Catrice and poured that kind of attitude and energy and expertise into Stephanie, and we had a blast. Which I which, which plays out in in the show on a long basis. Now, when you when you do a show like this, it's called I always tell I always talk about living a balanced life on this show because I feel that you can focus on your career. Because right now we're talking about we talked about the fitness, we talked about we're yeah. talking about the acting, but the philanthropy side of you, which is so strong, and it's called Return to Ghana. Tell us about your involvement there. Tell about tell us about the importance of your participation and what is the purpose. I, you know, I got to tell you that I'm really excited about adding philanthropists onto my resume. And it's coming uh, pretty late in my life, but it's not that I've never done charitable work. I always have been involved and have been of service. Um, Spellman preaches that. Uh, I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Our oh, whole you're scaring life. me, girl. Come um, on, this cute dog talking to you. Uh, oof. Come on. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes, right? I mean, you know, a, a life of service. So you be, is, slide, is you be what, sliding that information in, AJ. You can't slide no information on me. I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, then you know more than anything. You know, that's mm-hmm. a lifelong pledge to, Absolutely. to community mm-hmm. service. Mm-hmm. So, so when I went to Ghana, I went to Ghana just because at first I had never been to the continent. 
um, Full Circle Festival, a group of, of Hollywood personalities that were Ghanaian-American were going. Mm. And so I said, listen, you know, the best way for me to explore Africa is with people I know, you know, on the level of travel that I love. And let me see what happens. I had no idea that Ghana was going to embrace me and I would embrace Ghana like it, ha- like it happened in 2019. It was the year of return. And when I realized that returning to Africa in the year of return had to mean something special. I started praying and asking God, what was the job he would have me do? Because I already live on a, on a space of nothing's random, nothing's coincident. And so I started working with the Board of Tourism. I started connecting him and doing projects with the president's office. Hmm. And now, <clears throat> excuse me, now I'm connected to and I'm doing projects with the U.S. Embassy in Ghana. Matter of fact, I was on my way to Ghana when this quarantine hit. Mm. So I can't wait for my work to be to be rescheduled. I'm I'm sitting here staring at my Ghana suitcases right now. I never <laughs> Okay. Listen, okay. I'm what telling a, you. What a Ghana suitcases. You make a what a Ghana suitcase. I, I, I still I got two big old suitcases <laughs> staring at me right now in my living room that I refuse to unpack because right. I was literally days away from my trip and right. I and I know that when this pandemic uh, quarantine is over, I'm getting on a plane and I'm out of here. But you know, I I also just shot a PSA for Ghana because they're they're doing an amazing job mm-hmm. with this whole pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, but they're still a third world country and they need help from their brothers and sisters, you know, across the world. But I love, you know, I, I've got a project that I created called "I Am My Sister's Keeper," where mm-hmm. I'm connecting. Um, successful women with some of the African female teenagers just to be, you know, um, mentors, global right. mentors. Isn't that, um, mentoring also, is very important, isn't it? I, a lot of people just well, undersell so. that, but it's so important. And I hear it so strong because I'm going to just stop you on this. You know, you said, hey, Rashad, I'm really, I got into being a philanthropy late in life, but your voice, and I know about your background. Okay, you have in the mentoring to me is another form of being a philanthropist, you know, helping people, reaching back, you know, health wise. See, don't don't let that title stop you from being the brand and the machine you've been all your life. A motivator, you know, a a life changer, uh, giving people advice on how to live the, the right life, the best life, the better life. And so Ghana is just embraced you with a bigger a country now so but you've been yeah. so you don't just walk yeah. into being doing what you're doing in ghana that has been inseeded in you by your parents and then amen spellman nurtured it and when you walked out into the real world you didn't allow you didn't lose balance and you maintain that balance and so ghana is kind of like a part of the legacy that you've always been building on. That's all I got to say about that. I don't, I, I can't, I can't, I, I bring you, one of the reasons I brought you on the show was because you do live a 360 life. And because you live a 360, you've always lived a 360 life. It's important people to understand how, how you've been impacting the, them domestically and now the world. Well, that, you know, and I, like I said, I feel like it's all on purpose. You know, yes, even is. so, 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 okay, so now we add Ghana <laughs> and a whole nother continent and country. You know, even this past holiday, I went to Ivory Coast. I yes. was going to, I plan to see Senegal before mm-hmm. this year's over. So I'm expanding my existence in, on the continent and learning more and more what, what help I can be. But I just think that it's also awesome. Speaking of 360, now entrepreneurially, I'm acting again, there you stuck go. with you, mm-hmm. stepping forward, <laughs> but, but the way that I want to do it, you know, now it's no longer the thing, it's a thing right. in my life. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's what I wanted, not even knowing to call it that. I wanted it to be less stressful. I wanted it to be more fun. Um, 
Hollywood is filled with a lot of pressures. People don't people see the lights, camera, action, the finished product, product, right. and yeah. they don't realize what we go through to even land the job, do the job. You know, hopefully, still, you know, not get edited out of the job. I mean, it's a lot of stress and pressures. Right. But now it's turned into fun for me right. as I travel the world doing everything else I'm doing. So I like what you said. I've never said it that way before. I like a 360 life. That I'm, I'm going to take that from you and give you credit for the title. A 360 well, I'm going to tell you something, DJ. Please, please believe this about uh, what you are accomplishing in life, what you have accomplished in life. You know, I always tell people, look back into your teen, look back in your early 20s, that life that was being shaped for you there, it's the life that you will live and make money with in your 40s, 50s, and 60s. And that's what you're doing yeah. now. So we, we, we get so focused on the immediacy, the, the, the present, the current, what's happening, what's, right. what, what's putting that check in your bank account. But life right. is about how you feel when you wake up. Your energy uh, it's a blessing for my show. It's a blessing for my listeners. You know, and I just wanted to share that information on the show, the AJ, AJZone.com. Please go there, you know, on the UMC yes. channel, which is, which she's starring and stuck with you. That's AJ Jones. That's, uh, see, let me, just, let me just shape that out. You know, we got the AJ Zone, which is fitness. We got the acting, which is the stuck with you on the UMC channel. And then we have the yes. philanthropy side of returning yes. to Ghana. That's what I call yes. a 360, my friend. A 360. I love it. And listen, everybody <laughs> can follow at the AJ Zone on mm-hmm. Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm also starting one, one of my philosophy efforts. It's called um, The Bridge to Better, mm-hmm. where if you're interested in going to Ghana and mm-hmm. working with me in some of these projects, let's go. I plan to take, you know, I was I was actually going to do that in March. But now that God has kind of delayed us, we're still going to take a trip this year. Okay. So follow along. Oh, my friend, thank you for taking the time to come on Money Making Conversation. Know you are a friend and you can always uh, find strong support in the platform of Money Making Conversation. And of course, Rashawn McDonald. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Rashawn. Let's continue to change the world, brother. We will. Uh, If you want to hear more Money Making Conversation interviews, go to MoneyMakingConversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald.